Hey there everybody, it's Mike Arrigo and welcome to my third podcast on uh, my vacuum collection. Wow, <laughs> you just never know how many podcasts are going to materialize. I remember when I did my Mac podcast a couple of years ago, it turned into like, gosh, what was it, 11 or 12? <laughs> you just you never know how uh, it's going to turn out. But uh, this is number three. Um, I've gotten uh, some more vacuums since uh, I did the last one and I thought I would show you what they sound like. Um, I would suggest uh, going back and listening to uh, the first two podcasts first because I am going to make some references uh, to some things and I will assume throughout that you have listened to the first two um, also. So if you haven't done that, uh, definitely do that and then uh, and then come back. So that having been said, um, I have four canisters, four more canisters that I want to show you in this, um, in this podcast. Um, one of them I bought new and three I actually bought used at a good price. I was actually at a vacuum convention a couple of weeks ago um, and got a good deal on a couple of uh, vacuums in excellent shape and uh, couldn't refuse it. Um, and three more uh, new backpack vacuums. So we got uh, seven total vacuums. And then I will actually end the podcast. I had uh, somebody email me and ask me if I had any vacuum robots. And uh, yes, I do. I have um, a Anita Robotics, a robotic vacuum. And they wanted to know what that sounded like. So I will show you and talk a little bit about um, robotic vacuums uh, when we get there. A um, couple other tidbits. Uh, that I'll toss in. I kind of did this in the first two podcasts also when it comes to vacuums. One thing I've done recently, if you, um, you want to make your vacuum smell really good, um, get some uh, laundry crystals. And uh, you can buy them in the same aisle where you find like fabric softener and that type of thing. And um, go ahead and just uh, vacuum up some crystals into your um, bag. Not a, whole lot of doing, not a whole lot of point in doing this with a bagless probably because you're going to dump it out each time. Um, but if you um, vacuum up some of those crystals um, into your bag, it will make your vacuum smell really good and uh, keep any odors out, especially if you have pet hair or anything like that. Um, so that's, um, that's a nice little tidbit um, that I wanted to mention. Also, um, depending on which vacuum you have, um, a lot of vacuums now, they're using uh, cloth bags uh, instead of paper. And... Um, I would suggest if you're using a bagged vacuum and you're using paper bags, see if there's any cloth bags available for it because cloth bags are better. They don't rip as easily and uh, they will keep your bag compartment a whole lot cleaner. So uh, that's, that's another little uh, tidbit. Okay, so that having been said, um, why don't we uh, get started? Um, let's go ahead and do the backpacks first. I have uh, three backpacks that I've gotten since uh, the last podcast. I, if you remember in podcast number two, I, uh, I showed you three backpacks then, and I've actually gotten uh, three more uh, since then. And um, so let's go ahead and I will pause this and uh, grab uh, the first backpack that I want to show you. And um, you can um, hear, the, uh, hear the sound of it, okay? So we'll be right back in just a minute. 
Alright, so we are back on the recording and here is the first backpack. This is actually made by uh, a company called Ultimate Solutions. That's the name of the company and they make several brands. Um, this brand is actually called a Sandia, is, is the name of the brand. And the name of this backpack is uh, the Raven, actually. And they make 6 and 10 quart versions. And that just determines the uh, size of the, the bag that it holds. Uh, I've got the 10 quart version. It's a nice backpack, very well made. Um, the harness on it is very good. Um, it's padded. It's got really good straps. And um, there's one thing though I don't like about this one. Um, the hose is actually built into the lid assembly. Um, I don't like that. Their, their reasoning for it is if it's hardwired basically to the lid, it gives you better suction. There's less, uh, you know, there's less um, opening, as it were, it's more of a seal, and it prevents the hose from hitting you in the head when it swivels around, and I guess I, I understand that, but it's, I still would not have done that, um, because if something were to happen to the hose, if the hose were to be damaged, um, you'd have to replace the entire lid assembly on this, on this vacuum, whereas uh, with other backpacks, uh, they all use pretty much the same type of hose, you can replace that easily. So that's one design, I would call it, go as far as to say it's a design flaw. Um, it was a bad idea, uh, period, I, I think, in my opinion, it was just, it was a very bad idea. But other than that, it's a very nice uh, backpack, it's very comfortable, and it's very powerful. The motor on this one, I don't think it's the same motor, but it sounds a little bit like the Pro Team uh, Supercoach uh, backpack, which I uh, let you hear in um, podcast number two. But anyway, here we go. This is the uh, Sandia Raven 10-quart uh, backpack. So, find the switch here. The switch on this one is actually too, it's on the vacuum itself. It's not on a, um, it's on a separate switch box that attaches. All right, here we go. Putting the hose into the lid assembly, I think, was a was a bad idea, or building it into it. Uh, this one can also function. It's a lot of work, I think, more trouble than it's worth. But this one can also function as a blower. So um, you can take the filter out on the bottom, and then um, you can uh, put the lid on the bottom of it, and basically, then you've got a blower that you can wear on your back if you want to blow leaves or, or something to that effect. So, Anyway, that is the Sandia Raven 10-quart uh, backpack. Alright, uh, let's pause this and uh, I will go get uh, the next backpack. Alright, we're back on the recording here and the next uh, backpack that I have to show you, this is made by a company called uh, Windsor. Now Windsor is uh, they are known for their commercial vacuums. They're actually owned by their parent company. is actually called uh, Karcher, or uh, Karcher, I think is how it's pronounced. It's a, it's a German company. Uh, they've been around for several years. So this is the Windsor 10-quart uh, 
uh, backpack. Um, the cool thing about these backpacks too, um, all of them that I have except for one, the Power Flight one, which I showed you in podcast two, other than that, they all take the same bags. Um, they're round 10-quart uh, bags, and actually, um, these, all three of these actually that I'm going to show you came with uh, paper bags originally, and um, there are uh, cloth bags available for them, so I've replaced the paper bags with the, uh, with the cloth bags. Again, much better, um, gives you better airflow, and uh, they, don't, they don't rip near as easily. Okay, so here is the Windsor um, backpack. This one sounds a little bit like the Power Flight one, which again, I, I showed you in podcast two. It's a little quieter than the Sandia Raven backpack that was the first one we heard. Um, I don't know if it's quite as powerful, it might be a little less powerful, but it's still, you'd have no trouble cleaning with it. So, here we go. Here is the um, Windsor uh, 10 quart uh, backpack. Uh, harness to it, uh, very comfortable to wear. Um, it's the harness doesn't go all the way down the um, the back of it like the like it did with the Raven backpack, but it's still it's very comfortable. It's got thick straps, and uh, it's a, it's a very nice backpack. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy using it. Okay, uh, so we're gonna pause this, and uh, I will grab the last uh, backpack that uh, I'm gonna show you for this uh, for this podcast. Okay, we're back on the recording, and here's the last backpack that I've gotten uh, since the last podcast. I just got this one recently, actually earlier this week. Uh, that's why I was waiting to do this uh, podcast. This is the Sanitaire SC535A. Now, Sanitaire is a brand, uh, they're, they're known for their commercial vacuums. Uh, they make a lot of uprights. Uh, they also make these backpacks. They're actually um, made by Electrolux. Uh, their division of that company. This is probably the quietest backpack that I've got. It's it's very quiet. It's only 62 decibels supposedly, uh, but it's still quite uh, quite powerful. But uh, if you ever if you decide you want a backpack and you want the quietest one, uh, this would be the way to go. So here we go. Here is the Sanitaire SC535A backpack. Very, very quiet. You can still hold a normal you can still hold a normal conversation while uh, using that easily. All right. Okay. So you probably noticed too on that one when I put my hand over it, uh, it got a lot louder. I think the way those work, since these motors are cooled by the air flowing through them. If the suction is sealed, what happens is um, it opens up, I think, a valve inside there to let some air through, so it so the motors don't um, don't overheat. So, okay, so those are my three newest uh, backpacks. Let me go ahead and uh, pause this, and I will go grab the first canister vacuum 
the, the new canister vacuum that I want to that I want to show you. Okay, so this first canister that I'm going to show you is made by a company. It's actually made in the USA. It's a company called a Metropolitan uh, Vacuum. Uh, they've been around for a while. Um, back in the 60s and 70s, they used to fix up uh, the elect uh, used Electroluxes and sell them a reconditioned. But this is a this is their own product. This is called the um, Metropolitan Professional Canister uh, Vacuum. Um, it's long and narrow. It's kind of a tank style, kind of like the old Electrolux. It's metal. Um, if I tap on it, you can kind of hear that it's got the, like a chrome um, finish to it. It's got a nice uh, two-stage motor in it. Um, and uh, this one, it's not the quietest by any stretch, but more than the motor noise, it's not the motor noise that you hear, really. It's the airflow. Um, it the fan in this thing is is quite uh, quite large, and um, so when um, when I uh, turn this on, you'll hear more of the uh, the airflow than anything, and it is it is it's something else. But um, a very nice uh, machine it takes paper bags. There's no cloth bags available for it that I know of, um, but uh, it's quite a cleaner. It also you can put the hose on the other end of it, and it will function as a um, as a blower as well. So here we go. This is the um, Metropolitan uh, Professional uh, Canister Vacuum. See, that thing puts out quite and you can hear that thing turn off too it's got the it's got the two fans it's a two-stage motor um, this is actually a good time to talk about motors uh, a little bit um, a lot of the motors these days well let, let, actually let's let's start with some history back in the um, and for those of you a lot of blind people uh, have a perfect pitch a really good pitch and um, you may not have noticed this, or when I mentioned it, you might kind of think about it and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that is the case. If you listen to vacuums today, I don't know if um, you've ever noticed that they have a lot higher-pitched motor sounds, a lot of them. Um, if you go back to my first podcast and listen to a lot of the canister vacuums there, except for the uh, perfect one, the uh, perfect metal uh, canister, um, a lot of the other ones, uh, they have a high pitch to them, uh, high-pitched motors. Uh, the reason why that's the case is those are one-stage motors. That means they only have one fan attached uh, to the motor shaft. Um, back in the day, like in the 60s and the 70s, and uh, even in the 80s somewhat, um, you had most of the fan, uh, the vacuum motors were two-stage, at least two-stage, sometimes three, but usually two on a canister. Central vacuums still have more than one stage, but a lot of the canisters were uh, two-stage motors. Some of the uprights were too, probably. Um, and that means there were two fans that were actually attached to the uh, to the motor shaft. And the advantage of that is it the motor doesn't have to spin as fast to get the same amount of, uh, of airflow. Um, well, nowadays, a lot of the motors are one stage, just one fan, and that means they have to spin a lot faster um, to 
in order to get the same amount of airflow, but the disadvantage of that is they can wear out faster. And actually, what I'm going to show you for the last of the uh, three canisters, I will show you the difference between what one and two stage motors actually sound like, and there is quite a, quite a difference actually. So I'm going to pause this and put this uh, Metro Metropolitan canister away, and grab the next uh, canister that uh, that I want to show you. So we're back on the recording. All right, this vacuum that I'm about to show you is another one made by a Perfect Products. If you remember back on my first podcast, I showed you um, the Perfect uh, Power Team canister. The model on that, I don't think I mentioned the model number back then, but it was a C101. It was a metal um, canister vacuum, and that one actually has a two-stage Amatec motor. Well, um, I was at the... Um, I was at a vacuum convention a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the person who was hosting the convention actually uh, offered me this uh, other perfect one. It's a plastic one. It's the model C103, and it actually does use a different motor than the C101, which is why I was interested. If it used the same motor, I probably wouldn't have taken it because the performance would have been similar, even though it was a plastic uh, body, but it is a totally different motor. And it is a, a one-stage motor instead of two. Now, the pitch on this, it's a B-flat. Uh, that's the note. But um, he offered it to me at a very good price, and uh, I couldn't refuse. And I'm glad I got it. Um, this is actually the first time I'd actually bought a vacuum used. It's not that old, though. Only a year or two old. But um, normally, I would not buy anything used unless I could see it, which is why I don't buy used vacuums on uh, eBay. Um, I might consider buying one new sometime if I could find one there that I wanted. But um, anyway, um, so this, uh, what I'm about to show you, is the Perfect uh, Products. That's the company that uh, makes it. And uh, this is the C103 um, plastic uh, canister vacuum. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, if the two-stage motors are actually better and they last longer, why are so many companies switching to these one-stage motors? The reason why is because they're lighter. They don't weigh as much. Uh, this plastic uh, canister is a lot lighter than the um, perfect uh, metal metal canister. Anyway, here we go. This is the um, Perfect Products C103 uh, plastic uh, canister vacuum. Very powerful. It's got very powerful suction on it. Uh, very nice vacuum. Um, I'm I'm glad I bought this when I was at the convention. Very nice one to have in my uh, in my collection for sure. Okay, I'm gonna pause this and go get the next one. The last two canisters that I'm gonna show you are actually vintage. They're actually um, a bit older, and uh, I'll tell you more about uh, those uh, in just a minute. Okay, so this one that I'm about to show you. This is a vintage vacuum. This is an Electrolux 1205. Again, I got this at the um, convention I was at a couple of weeks ago for a very, very good price. It's used, of course. This was made probably between 1972 and 1974, somewhere around there. Um, it was Electrolux's first 
model uh, of canister. Of course, they were known for their tank, tank vacuums back in the day, uh, metal and then plastic ones later. Um, but this is a metal canister, and it was the first one, I believe, that actually used an actual electric hose for a power nozzle. Uh, before that, they had uh, the Model G, which actually, it could use a power head, but the cord was actually external. It just clipped to the hose and connected to the power nozzle. And this one um, actually was the first model to use an electric uh, hose. Um, the first models actually had a little pigtail cord that plugged into the outside of the canister. And then later models of the 1205, which is what this is, actually, it was the first Electrolux that actually the hose connected into the vacuum and that supplied both the, the suction and the electric power for the power nozzle. Um, so this was a very revolutionary vacuum at the time. It, it, was, it was probably one of the best canister vacuums ever made. And I, I'm so glad that I, that I have one. Um, it's, it's awesome. Um, and this motor, I mean, even after all this time, now it hasn't been used, it's been sitting in storage for a while, so I'm not sure how much usage it's actually had, but these Electrolux vacuums were made, I mean, it, very, so well that it's, it's not uncommon to see vacuums that are over 40 or 50 years old still functioning like they're new. I mean, that's, how often nowadays do you see things that are made that good? Nowadays, everything's disposable. Use it for a couple of years and then toss it. Back then, things were built to last, and, and this is proof of that. And um, the motor in this, it's like a 535-watt motor, I believe it is. So it's not as powerful as the one today. So it probably doesn't have as much suction, but it still has plenty to clean. And it just has a very, very pleasant sound to it compared to a lot of the vacuums that you hear nowadays. So again, this is a two-stage motor. And you'll notice that the pitch on this is a lot lower. And I don't know, the motor in this vacuum, I'll, I'll let you hear it in just a second here, but it just has a very very pleasant sound to it and uh, this is just it's one awesome vacuum so here we go this is the electrolux 1205 this was made again between like 1972 and 1974 here we go I deliberately didn't say anything there. I wanted to let you hear for yourself what it sounds like when the motor stops. But, I mean, that thing, for being this old, this vacuum, I mean, it sounds it sounds pretty much like it's brand new. Um, so, and you can still get the bags for these. Um, the Perfect Vacuums um, and, well, Electrolux, the company that made these, they changed their name. They're now known as uh, Eris. And... Uh, these bags, they've been using the same bags for like 50 years, so you can still easily get them. And uh, originally they were paper bags, but uh, again, there are cloth bags available for these now, and that's actually what I've uh, put in this. But uh, a very nice vacuum, sounds excellent, cleans great. It's just, I'm so glad to have found one of these. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pause this, and then uh, the last canister I'm going to show you is actually 
the next generation of Electrolux after the uh, the 1205. Hey, so we're back here, and um, this last canister that I want to show you is the Electrolux Olympia. This is another one I picked up uh, at the convention for a very, very good price. Like I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> I would have been a fool to pass up the price I got on these. Um, okay, so this is, it looks kind of like the 1205. The handle's a little bit different on top, but it's, again, a long uh, metal canister vacuum. This was made probably around 1979 or 1980, around that time period. That's when the Olympia was, was out, I think. Um, it has a slightly more powerful motor than uh, the 1205, so it, um, it's not quite, it's not, quite as quiet, although it's still a very uh, pleasant sound to listen to. Again, runs perfect. Um, and you'll notice uh, the other, the 1205, the note was around, um, what was it, D flat, I think, for those of you that have perfect pitch, whereas the Olympia runs a little bit higher. It runs around uh, E flat is the note um, that it runs when the suction's not, uh, not blocked. So that having been said, uh, here we go. Here is the Electrolux Olympia canister. And the motor has an interesting sound again when it stops. Oh, I mean, the, compared to some of the motors of today, I mean, these, the motors back then just, I don't know, I think they sounded a lot better in a lot of ways. But uh, anyway, that is the, uh, that is the Electrolux Olympia. A very, very awesome vacuum. And again, I, I'm, I'm so glad I went to this convention and was able to get uh, these at such a good price. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this away. And then I will come back and we'll finish off by talking about robot vacuums. Like I said, I got an email, somebody requesting uh, to know about that and wanted to know if I had any robot vacuums, and I do. So we'll come back and we'll finish uh, the podcast by talking about that. So about robot vacuums. Well, there are several brands. Um, the two most popular ones here, at least in the United States, are probably the Roomba. A lot of people have heard of those, I'm sure. And then uh, the Neato Robotics uh, ones. Um, they have some differences. Um, what I've got is a Neato Robotics uh, XV12. It's it's an older model. It's not. Um, it's not. It's kind of a first generation one. They've got a new, um, a second generation of them now called the Botvac. Um, and it's a good robot. I I wish uh, they would add universal accessibility to these. Um, there's a display on it where it will display messages and. There is a menu you can navigate to schedule it. Unfortunately, that's not accessible uh, if you have a visual impairment and you can't read it. Now, the newest uh, Roomba, the Roomba 980, and there's a new uh, Neato Robotics one called the BotVac uh, Connected, you can actually uh, do most of the functions with smartphone apps. And uh, if anybody has tried 
um, either app, app uh, I would love to know how accessible they are. Um, send me an email and let me know. I'd be curious uh, to know about that. Um, I, I like the Neato robots a little bit better because they clean a little more methodically. Um, the newest Roomba, actually, the 980, actually has a camera on it. So it can map uh, its location a bit. Uh, before that, they the, the Roombas just moved around in a random pattern. Whereas the, um, the Neato Robotics uh, vacuums actually have um, a... Uh, laser on the top that actually they use to um, to map um, to map uh, the room, and uh, they they clean more methodically. Um, it takes it about forty five minutes to clean uh, my whole apartment, and uh, if it runs low on battery power or when it's done, it will automatically go back to its uh, charging base. So, um, what I will do is I will go ahead and show you what that sounds like. Um, the Neato also, I think, has a more powerful vacuum in it. Um, it actually has a pretty good-sized uh, fan. I actually saw a YouTube video of a person uh, doing some repairs on one of these, and they tore it down, and they completely you know, described uh, what was in it. And um, it has quite a large uh, fan, so it does have quite a bit of airflow, and it does have a uh, spinning brush. Um, also on it. So um, what I will do is just uh, press the um, clean button here and let it start a uh, cycle and you can just hear what it sounds like and then I'll go ahead and, uh, and cancel it. But you'll hear uh, the fan start to spin up and then you'll hear the brush um, start to spin as well. So I'm going to press the... Uh, there's actually several buttons. It's got an up and down arrow key for the menu and then it's got a soft key to open the menu. But for this we just have to press the big round uh, clean button. plays that little tune when it wakes up and we press the button again and then it will pull up uh, away from the charger and start a cleaning cycle so here we go Okay, so that's what it sounds like. I went ahead and um, stopped it, and you can hear the fan kind of spin down there. But that's what it—that's um, what it sounds like. Uh, you can hear that fan spin up, and then um, you heard um, that brush uh, start to spin. It's kind of loud on a hard floor. It's because the brush is like rubber uh, blades, basically. Um, so uh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is um, kind of pick this up and put it back into its base. Like I say, when it's done, it'll dock itself automatically, but in this case, since I stopped it, we just uh, put it back in and then push it up against the contacts of the base. So anyway, that's what my uh, robot vacuum sounds like. I may get uh, one of the BotVac new ones uh, when this, well, not now I'm not going to. This one still does quite well for me, and I see no reason to replace it at this point, because this one still works quite well. Um, but, uh, if I ever need to replace it, I might get one of the uh, ones that uses the smartphone apps. Not so much because I need that feature. Um, I mean, it's not something I would have to have, but it would make using it uh, more accessible. That's the main reason why I would get that. Well, that's uh, all of my vacuums. Then if you've listened to all three of these podcasts, 
you've heard uh, what all 33 of my uh, vacuums uh, sound like now. So I hope you've, uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Um, if you want to contact me, I'd love to know what you think. Uh, got any vacuum questions? I, I can try to help you. I, I don't know every single thing there is to know about them, but uh, like I say, I've always liked them ever since I was a kid and uh, started collecting them a couple of years ago. Um, so uh, if you want to contact me, uh, feel free. Uh, email address, it's uh, my ham radio call sign, so it's N0OXY, so N is in November, zero, and then the letters OXY at charter, C-H-A-R-T-E-R, dot net. Okay, all right, well, uh, until the next podcast on whatever I decide to do, everybody uh, have a good one, and uh, happy vacuuming. <laughs>